0: Hi, and welcome to Episode 9 of IOT This Week. I'm Craig Smith, and it is September 19th, 2015. All right, so our first news story today is that Salesforce is jumping into the Internet of Things fray by announcing their Internet of Things cloud. So basically, it's it's similar to a lot of the uh, other offerings by companies like IBM and so forth, and... What they want to do is be able to gather all the data from all these Internet of Things devices and then make sense out of it so that it's easier for their customers to deal with. So the platform uh, relies on Heroku, which is a company they bought back in 2010 to help um, filter and transform the various pieces of data and then tie that back into the Salesforce uh, platform. And our next story comes from Intel, where they're trying to put together what they're calling an automotive security review board. So, basically, what they want to do is review obviously security for the automotive industry and help out like regulators like the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration um, to help them uh, keep up with like the uh, security demands and so forth with um, cars today. So it's actually a pretty interesting article. So they had a little graphic where they listed out the various ways that your car can be hacked. So it's got like, I don't know, about 10 or 15 uh, different areas. So the areas include like remote link type applications, the airbag, ECU, OBD2, um, USB, Bluetooth, um, TPMS, ADAS system, ECU. Just various things like that, just different uh, pieces of the car. Mostly it's about ECUs and so forth. Um, So some of these I don't know exactly what all they do, but uh, some of them are pretty self-explanatory like steering and braking and engine and transmission ECU. So anyway, so it's a pretty interesting article um, on uh, car or automotive security. All right, so our next story comes from the FBI where they made a public service announcement, uh, I believe on September 10th where they basically said the Internet of Things were, you know, risky, uh, which at this point we all understand that. Um, the other thing they did was basically, basically lay the security of these devices at the feet of consumers, which we all know how that's going to work out uh, since consumers, for the most part, have no idea about how to secure Any part of these devices. Now, I mean, they do make some good recommendations like um, our favorite, like universal plug and play, you know, making sure that's disabled, also changing default passwords. I mean, a lot of that is basic security, whether it's IoT related or not. So, I mean, they again, they made some uh, good recommendations. Again, another recommendation they made was like, um, you know, isolating IoT devices on their own protected networks, which is something we've been, been saying from the beginning. I mean, if you have, uh, you know, 10 or 15 IoT devices at home, you should really, and most of them are most likely wireless, you should probably bring up a separate wireless network um, just to put all those devices on until uh, security is a bit better with these internet of things devices so basically what you would end up creating is kind of like a wireless dirty network for all your iot devices so anyway i mean i think the fbi's um heart was probably in the right place for this public service announcement announcement um but it's just as usual people kind of took it and spun it in different directions and and so forth but anyway i mean the basics of the art the service announcement are that you know just do some basics of security to help um secure some of these devices but again um they can't really lay it all at the feet of consumers i mean the vendors have to have some skin in this game as well now interesting interestingly enough in this um fbi public service announcement they did mention the five-star Automotive cyber safety program which has been put forth by i am the cavalry so probably what we need to help um consumers when it comes to dec- deciding on IoT devices is something similar most likely for uh, consumer devices like I don't know like security cameras and um, sprinkler controllers and stuff like that just some kind of five star you know security rating that can basically be on the outside of the box and just give the consumer you know some kind of idea where this product is security you know whether it's got one star or five stars or whatever and then our last story comes from Michigan, where apparently the um, politicians there have a little too much time on their hands, so they felt like they needed i guess because of all the car hacking news recently, the legislatures there or legislators there decided that they needed to do something, so as politicians normally do uh, you know put a put a law in place because that'll solve everything so basically what they want to do in michigan is put a law in place that would send car hackers to prison so not that that's a bad idea and and nobody's probably going to oppose that but for the most part if you're going to hack a car and you either steal the car or you cause injury to somebody else um as part of hacking that car there's already laws in place to actually um address that so i mean if you hack a car and it ends up killing somebody, you're probably going to get charged with murder. Um, and then the other thing is, if you hack a car and steal it, um, there's already laws on the books for uh, stealing cars. So, yeah, I'm not sure what the point of this uh, particular bill is, other than to you know, make it look like the politicians are actually doing something to address the uh, car hacking issues. Okay, so let's talk a little security and privacy. So the first story um and i and i love the name of this product so it's a smart security system and it's called Cujo. um <clears throat> so it's a little different than what you might be thinking so it's a smart security system but it's not really for like home security system uh, so it's not similar to some of the things we tested a while ago um as part of our IOT, IoT research so basically it's supposed to be it's a device that goes in between the um router and the internet and it's supposed to be able to learn the behavior of IoT devices connected to your network through uh, machine learning. So what it's supposed to do, basically, is if something's wrong, so like hacks or viruses or malware, it's supposed to automatically block that threat. So, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of that's going to rely on keeping things updated sort of like antivirus and different other things in order to know what it's trying to find. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to uh, see how this particular product goes. Apparently it's doing pretty well on Indiegogo. So I don't know. I might try to pick one of these up just to see how well it actually works. But any, either way, it sounds like a pretty interesting uh, uh, product, assuming it, they can actually get it to work efficiently. And then just real quick, there was an article put out by Digital.com uh, about the FTC and how the FTC is getting involved in different things like uh, IoT and software security and so forth. So if you own a business, um, really the message here is that you should really pay attention to what the FTC is doing. Um, because like I said, they are getting heavily involved with um, cybersecurity and different aspects of, of cybersecurity. So... I mean, they've put out some guidance on um, IoT uh, recently, uh, as far as security goes, and then, like I said, they continue to getting to get involved um, with different things um, security related. So, definitely, if you're in business, whether it's IoT or software or or whatever, I, uh, definitely pay attention to what the FTC's um, putting forth as par- as part of their guidance. Um, and then also, like I mentioned in the last podcast, they are putting together what they're calling PrivacyCon, which is in January 2016. Um, so that should be pretty interesting. Um, and I imagine it'll be pr- quite a large conference, um, given that it's government-oriented government oriented and um, just the interest in general from the security industry and in what the government's doing um, from a cybersecurity standpoint. And then for our next item... Uh, somebody's put together a what they're calling a Zim key. So basically it's a $15 uh, little piece of hardware that goes on the Raspberry Pi that enables um, 256-bit SHA security. <clears throat> so that's pretty interesting that now for the Raspberry Pi, you know, for like 15 bucks, and I may actually try to get a hold of one of these just to see how it works, um, but for 15 bucks, you can actually um, um, implement some encryption on your... Uh, Raspberry Pi for uh, pretty cheap, so it, like I said, it'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out and whether it's actually uh, a, a viable way of uh, doing encryption uh, through the Raspberry Pi. And then the uh, last item involves uh, insurers and um, activity trackers. So it was just a, a recently a, a Swiss health insurer is basically they're experimenting with. Um, having people use activity trackers and then using the data collected from those activity trackers to determine what their premiums are. So I don't think they're not the first company to try this. I know there's automotive companies that are trying this as well where you actually connect a small device to your car, and then they track how you drive and so forth. And then, you know, depending on how you drive, assuming you drive well based on whatever their criteria is, then you can get some sort of discount. Um, but the kind of the thing that worries people about this type of stuff, which I don't know that it's, it's not completely a bad idea. I mean, if you can get a cheaper premium and you're willing to, you know, stay active and let the insurance companies track you, then, you know, so be it. That's up to you. But the thing that they're worried about is that if you don't want to be tracked, which a lot of people and probably myself would not want to be tracked, that you're basically going to be subject to uh higher insurance premiums because you're not letting the insurance companies track you. So... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out with the insurance companies and tracking, but I don't know. Um, hopefully, they'll be able to work something out, but uh, to where it's um, you know, it works out for the customers who want to do it, and it also works out for the customers who don't want to participate. Um, I don't know. Yeah, only time will tell, but it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Okay, so on to the next section of the podcast. So normally what I've been doing in the past for these podcasts is talking about uh, or just making note of conferences that might be happening during the month of the podcast. So, like, for example, since it's September, I would mention uh, conferences that were happening during September. So actually what I'm going to try for this podcast is something different, and I'm going to just basically just uh, mention a few upcoming conferences. So the timeframes could be at any point um, in the future. So anyway, so the list I've got this week, uh, there's an IOT IoT week, Korea, that's coming up in October. Um, IOT West, that's in November, and that is in Nevada, U.S. Uh, IOT North America in April 2016, that's in Illinois, U.S. The insurance, IOT, which actually that would Probably be a pretty interesting given what I just mentioned about the uh, insurance uh, carriers and so forth trying to use those, the activity trackers for uh, premiums. So, anyway, that'll be interesting. The Insurance IoT USA, that's in December, and that's actually in Florida, US. And then the IoT Asia in March of 2016, that's in Singapore. And then, uh, like I've mentioned in other podcasts, uh, if you're looking for different events, um, IOT-related events, um, there's a link in the show notes to the Internet of Things events site that has a pretty decent list of uh, all the uh, upcoming IOT events. And then just one thing I found as far as uh, learning about the Internet of Things. um, So one item I found um, in searching for various IOT training um, that's coming up so like I mentioned in the podcast, if you're looking for some uh, essential IoT training, uh, look at it, Exelta A-X-E-L-T-A. They have some uh, IoT essentials class that I took that's actually really good. Um, then also the one I found this week is called Libellium IoT Training, and it's going to be at IoT 360. That's in October, so that's next month in Rome, Italy. So I have no idea what the uh, training involves, but it was just listed as some IoT training in uh, Rome. And then, uh, as I mentioned last week, um, just throwing these out in case somebody wants to look at these things or participate in these different IoT community projects. So build it securely. So they're the ones who actually, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, they put forth the five-star automotive cyber safety framework for automakers to try and make um, cars more secure. Um Oh, actually, sorry. That's uh, I am I am the Calvary that put forth the five-star automotive cyber safety framework, not build it securely. Um, so the other group then is build it securely, and then also there's the Online Trust Alliance. All right. So talks um, coming up that I know about. Um, again, if anybody has anybody listening to the podcast, do they have or know about talks that are coming up? Um, feel free to go to the site and put in the comments section or just ping me directly, and then I'll put those in the podcast for any uh, upcoming talks related to the Internet of Things. So, again, uh, Daniel Mesa will be speaking at USEC in October, then Ray Kelly will be speaking at AppSec USA on September 22nd, so that's in just um, a couple days, where he'll be talking about modifying the Android OS for mobile application testing. All right, so the last part, and this is something extra I added that I thought might be interesting um, as part of the podcast. Um, you guys can actually check this out on Twitter um, if you follow Shodan, which if you don't if you're not familiar with Shodan, basically they, it's just a big giant search engine for various different devices that show up on the on the internet. So what they've got that they're doing on a daily basis, it's called the um, things of the day. So it's it's um, related to Internet of Things. So basically, they find these different things that are connected to the Internet for no apparent reason. Um, but it is interesting all the different things they find connected to the Internet uh, that really don't make any sense why they're connected to the Internet. So anyway, I thought I would list out a few of these each week just uh, just for a matter of interest. So. The ones I came across uh, came across this week on Twitter um, are water treatment facility, which I have no idea why that's connected to the internet. Um, they found a drive-through restaurant. Um, they found a subway point of sale terminals, terminal or terminals on the internet. And they also found a pellet burner, which I I, I think what it is is basically it's um, plastic pellets um, that they actually put into some kind of furnace or whatever. But um, (laughs) anyway, no idea why any of these things are on on the Internet. But anyway, that's just some of the things that uh, Shodan has tweeted out is what they've been finding as part of their just um, constant searching of the Internet for... Open ports, um, Internet of Things devices, basically just anything that might be connected to the Internet. But if you haven't checked it out, definitely just go to Shodan or put it into Google and just uh, do a search for Shodan, and it will come up right away. Um, Again, you can also follow them on Twitter as well to see what kind of interesting things they come up with. Um, But anyway, that is the podcast for this week. Um, Again, if you have any comments, um, feel free to go to uh, craigsmith.net. actually i should mention that that's one other thing so i've taken a few sites and actually combined them into one so iotthisweek.com if you actually go to that link or go to that uh url um it'll actually take you to craigsmith.net uh so all everything's been rolled up into craigsmith.net so if you have any comments about the different uh, podcasts feel free to go to craigsmith.net and under the podcast section um For whatever episode, you can uh, add comments or whatever you like in there. Um, Again, you can also hit me up on Twitter or email. Anyway, that's the podcast for this week. Um, I'll talk to you next week, so have a great day.